a privilege to open God's word to us tonight and just have us reflect on what brings us together. And I want us to return to the story, the familiar one as it is in Luke chapter two. Allow me to read this passage and may the Lord give us fresh ears to hear. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and wrapped him in cloths and, uh, she, and uh, the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which is just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. You know, I, I realize that uh, coming together tonight is a tradition for so many of us. Christmas Eve, there's something beautiful and, and almost romantic about it in a sense. When I was a kid, however, we never went to Christmas Eve service. Our, our, our church didn't offer that. And so our tradition in our family was to go to Grandma and Grandpa Williams for the night and the family would gather together. We'd have dinner. We'd open presents with one another. I remember uh, the tradition, however, of going to my grandma's house. My sister and I had this, this game that we played where she'd sit on one side of the car and I'd sit on the other. And as we were headed to our grandparents, we'd count Christmas trees, the, the lights that were on in the, in, the, in the homes as we were going there. And whoever had the most Christmas trees that their lights were on won. Now, of course, what do you win? I, and that was never really very clear, but it was kind of something to do, and it was one of those traditions that, in a sense, I remember. Now, our kids, 
man, they'll tell you some different stories. While they were growing up, they spent much of their time in church on Christmas Eve because we had multiple services and they were here for all of them typically. And so, uh, and by the way, by the time mom and dad were done with the day, we were pretty worn out. And so there wasn't a lot of time for any other family tradition going on in our house after Christmas Eve. It, it meant that uh, instead of having kind of this traditional thing where everybody gets together and a, a big meal or something, instead, we would order Chinese. We ordered Chinese out here in North Olmstead, China Renaissance. Maybe some of you do the same thing. We always get the same thing, ordered it just before this service, Mongolian beef and sesame chicken. And uh, then we sing fa ra 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 as we, uh, you know, kind of uh, get together. No, no, no and I hope that's not uh, a bad thing, but th there is a connection there. But tonight, we have this tradition. We come to celebrate. And the truth is, with every song we sing, with every candle we light, with every gift that is given, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. Every gift represents his birth. Now, we celebrate it on December 25th. Now, technically speaking, it's probably not Jesus' birthday. You realize that. We, we really don't know when he was born. That tells you something, I think, about the humility of the Lord. But, but I do want to tell you this. December 25th is not a random day that's just picked off the calendar either. No. About 300 years after Jesus came, the early church said, hey, you know, we want to set aside one day to celebrate his birth. One day for Jesus' birthday. And there were a number of factors that came into play, but when they were identifying what day that would be, they, they looked at the calendar and they picked this day that was right in the middle of what was called the winter solstice. And it was thought to be the coldest and the darkest day of the year, December 25th, the coldest and darkest day of the year is the day that we decided to celebrate Jesus coming to earth, the day he was born. And because he brought life and life and warmth and love into this cold and dark world. If you think about it, from now on, the light is going to shine a little longer. The days will be a little brighter. In fact, that's how. John recognizes Jesus and his birth. It says that Jesus brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. In the NIV, it says the darkness has not overcome it into this dark, cold world. Light and life has come. And so while I understand tonight that some of you are here because it's tradition, I understand also that there are many of you who are experiencing darkness and the coldness of the world in which we live. And maybe it's never been quite so hard for you. And what you think is really just a, a tradition, maybe God is really trying to, to, to share with you and break into your dark world and share with you tonight the light and life of Christ. And so it's not an accident you're here in this place. Now, when Jesus came, 
The Bible says that there were shepherds watching their flock at night in the fields. It was dark. And then suddenly, Luke reports, there was a great light. The glory of the Lord shone around them as the angel came. He announced these words, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's Christ the Lord. And so imagine this, in the darkness of their world, this declaration is made, good news of great joy. Now think about the news that you so often hear. When I turn on the news, I see political turmoil. You know we're headed into an election year next year. Oh, my. I see Ukraine and Russia at war, Syria in civil war, Gaza and Israel, terrorism, homelessness, people starving, violence in our cities, economic uncertainty. Truth is, when you turn on the news, it's not often good news. And so the Bible teaches us that in the cold and the dark night, the Christmas message brings us light and life and hope. So listen and, and hear this. The message of Scripture is not put your hope in this world and in this life. No. The message of Scripture is not, hey, this life is just going to be fine. It's going to get better and better. The message of Scripture is not, it's going to be health and wealth every moment for you here, not at all. The message of scripture is that this life is temporary and this life can be hard and cold and dark, but the purpose of this life is to prepare for the next one. And this life is just a moment, but be prepared. Something else is coming. I want to share with you just a, a quick video, and uh, then I'll, I'll share a little bit more after that. Let's, let's roll that, turn the lights down. And...
I, I just find myself just almost tearing up every time I see it, you know. It's almost genius, because you don't know what the guy is up to. Did you notice, how, however, he was getting up later every morning? It, I had to watch that several times before I caught on. It, the, the days were, but he had a vision. He had a vision of, the, of his granddaughter, and he wanted to be able to lift her up so that, that they'd have that moment together. And... It reminds me of our Heavenly Father and his love for you. That he had a vision, and at just the right time, he said, I'm going to send my son so I can have a moment with my children where we can be together forever. I know there are those moments in our life that are cold and dark, but I want us to be together forever. God had a purpose when he sent Jesus, and his purpose was that all people would come to know him and come to, to love him and know his love for them. And so Jesus comes. And so the angel arrives and he says, I want to give you good news of great joy. And what makes it good news of great joy is that a Savior has been born. A Savior has been born to you to save us from our sins I came across a, a website recently and the website just kept track of letters that kids will send to Santa I especially liked this one a kid wrote Santa dear Santa there are three boys living in my house Jeffrey is two Jared is four and Jake is seven Jeffrey is good some of the time Jared is good some of the time. Jake is good all of the time. Signed, Jake. <laughs> now, I love that because it reminds me, you know, that's kind of how we all tend to grade ourselves. We all tend to think, you know what, I'm okay. I I'm really good. We look at other people and we say, you know, I'm better than they are. I do better, I care more, I do better, I'm okay. And we grade ourselves on this scale that, that makes us look pretty good, and yet you need to hear this. The Bible says all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us. And the problem with sin is it causes us to be separated from God. But he has sent us a Savior if we want heaven to be our home, if we want to experience the eternal life that God has promised us, that only happens through Jesus Christ. That's the good news of great joy, that God has made a way. And I, I want you to know there are some people who hear that and they complain and say, well, what? Pastor, there's only one way? What are you complaining about? There's a way that God has made and he's not trying to hide it. And this evening, he offers it to you right now. And it doesn't cost us anything. It's free. It's a free gift that God gives to anyone who would receive it. For God so loved the world. That includes everybody. That includes everyone you've ever met. This is good news, the angel said, for all people. There's a pastor that uh, I was reading, and he he was uh, he had a friend who was uh, they were kind of working together on an outline of 
what does all people mean? And they use the alphabet as their, their element. And so let me just share some of that with you. All people, airline pilots, attorneys, ambulance drivers, artists, acrobats, astrologers, auditors, the Amish, Anglicans, adulterers, the agnostic, the atheist, the addict, the arrogant, the absent-minded, all people. Babies and babysitters and boy bands and Baptists and blondes and brunettes and blue hairs. Buckeyes, the bullied and the bullies, the brave, the bossy, the bitter, the bummed out, the burned out, the broke and the broken, all people. Canadians and Cambodians and Cubans and Mark Cuban and CEOs and custodians and cooks and crooks and criers and cutters and crystal meth users and critics and cat lovers and critics of cat lovers. <laughs> All people. Dads and Democrats, dishwashers, deadbeats, drag racers, drag queens, drama queens, disc jockeys and just plain old dudes. Elvis impersonators, environmental activists, evolutionists, exaggerators, emoji users, and elevator operators. The faithful and the faithless, the fearful and the fearless, the forgetful and the forgotten, the frustrated and the finicky. The good, the grateful, the generous, the greedy, the gassy, the glamorous, the gullible, the grouchy, and the guilty. All people. The hard workers, the hardly working, the harsh, the homeless, the homosexual, the homophobic, the hardly riders, the hipsters, India, Indiana, introverts, influencers, illusionists, IRS agents janitors and jugglers and late night jammers and late night talk show hosts named Jimmy and there's Chloe and Courtney and Kim and Kendall and Kylie and all the Kardashians and Kanye and all the Karens that you can think of the lazy the loud the lousy the lethargic the landscaper the lawyer the lunch lady the latte lovers, the left-handed. Mimes and Mennonites and missionaries and moms and mask wearers and meticulous and mischievous and malicious and Miley and Marilyn, both Monroe and Manson, Malawians, and yes, and do I dare say it, even Michiganders, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The nerdy, the needy, the narrow-minded, the naive, the narcissistic, New Yorkers, all those who love Nickelodeon. The obese, the obnoxious, the old-fashioned, and every name you've ever read in an obituary. Preachers and pimps and politicians and police officers, protesters, progressives, pornographers, prostitutes, pill poppers, the pushy and the prideful all people, 
the quiet, the quitters, the questioning, the Quakers and Queen Latifah. Russians and Rwandans and real estate agents, Republicans, road ragers, the responsible, the rebellious, the reclusive, and those filled with regret. All people. The sassy, the spunky, the sarcastic, the, the serious, the South Africans and the Somalis, the smokers, the strippers, and the Swifties. The triumphant, the telemarketers, the television reporters, the trainers, the teenagers, the transgenders, the transgressors, the talented, the timid, and all those who are just a train wreck. All people. Victorious, victims, vegetarians, vaccinated, Virginians the well-behaved and the wicked and the worrier and the whiny and the wino and the windshield washer and the waitress at Waffle House and the, wait, the one who weighs you at Weight Watchers, I guess. X-ray technicians, the xenophobic, the xylophone player and those with the X factor. The young, the yappy, the yuppies, and the loud yawners, all people, the zealous, the zany, the zookeepers, all people. But I forgot one of them, if you noticed. I forgot you. Young you. Adolescent you middle-aged you, old you, you without makeup and you without muscles, you at your best and you at your worst, confused you and content you and timid you and silly you, you when you're self-conscious, you when you're arrogant, you when you don't have a job. You when you feel entitled, you when you are fearful, you when you are lonely. Guilty you and bitter you and broken hearted you and adorable you and lovable you and unlovable you and single you and divorced you and separated you and widowed you. Angry you and cynical and cowardly you. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day a Savior. He's Christ the Lord. And you shall call his name Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. That's why we celebrate. I have a savior. You know, it occurs to me, and it just occurred to me at the last uh, candlelight service. We're celebrating because Jesus was born, but do you know when Jesus said there's a celebration in heaven? You know when heaven really has a party? When one sinner repents, 
That's when heaven celebrates. That's when they break out the noisemakers. That's when the joy is experienced. When one person says, Lord Jesus, I need a savior. I'm a sinner and I need you in my life. Christmas in heaven. I wonder if it'll happen tonight because of what happens here in you when you say yes to the gift that Jesus offers to everyone here. We're all included. It's yours. You just have to receive it. And by the way, when you go home tonight, count the Christmas tree lights. See how many of the homes are lit up, and it's a wonderful thing. But I want to remind you that we use an evergreen tree for a reason. Evergreen represents eternal life. Keeps going. But I also need to tell you that the first Christmas tree was not an evergreen tree, was it? It was a cross. And Jesus died there so he could live with you forever. That's how much God loves you. And that's good news. Great joy for all the people. Let's pray together. God, I thank you that we can come together and we can celebrate your gift to us. But Lord, I pray tonight that there would be a celebration in heaven, that there would be Christmas in heaven as someone here this very moment says, I've been walking alone, but Lord, I know that this Savior came for me, and I want to say yes to this gift. Lord, I pray that we would receive the gift by asking you to come into our lives, that we would trust you and follow you with our whole hearts, that, God, you would transform us into the image of Jesus, that, that we could become more like you, and that, Lord, we would be fit for heaven someday because that is the place that you have prepared for us. We've Some have made their way home, and we're grateful to see them here. But Lord, I pray that this circle will not be broken and one day everyone here will be there in heaven because you are good. Oh Lord, accomplish your purposes tonight. We give you thanksgiving and praise for this glorious good news. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, there we go. In just a moment, we're going to uh, begin to sing. Uh, I'm going to invite you to stand, and then uh, we're going to have some young people. We're going to pass the uh, the lights and the candles around once, uh, or the the lights. Uh, uh, let's let's make this a time of of just worship, reflection, and really adoration that God loves us. God loves you that much. Let's begin.